on your stereo No comparison to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Intellectually patty radio on the stereo No comparison to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Tune in to another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Me and Make Moves and Suckers Stand Still. And as always, on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerve DJs Radio Network. Y'all call me dancing a little bit to the intro. I do that every time, man. I boss up a little bit, get excited. Man, y'all already know, man, I only rock with legends around here. And today is absolutely no exception. We got the legendary. Uchi Khan in the building, man. What up, though? What's up, family? What it do? What's going on, man? How's your life, man? How's your family? All, all is well, brother. All praise is due to Allah, bro. That's what's up. That's what's up. I had the pleasure of meeting you at the uh, Freeway concert, man. It was look, uh, looking looking crispy as ever. Oh, praise. Yes, sir, man. Uh, <laughs> We've we been known to put it on. I'm not mad at that, man. Yo, okay. Where does your story start, bro? Oh, man. Just like everybody else's, man. Somewhere urban city, man. Uh, for me, it happened to be Detroit, down by the river, across Jefferson, man. And just been a, a hell of a trip since then, bro. Okay, so um, my peoples grew up on Chalmers and Mac. Oh, right up the street. I'm Marlboro, Jefferson, you know what I mean? And then, like everybody else, we blew with the wind. From, to Mac, to Warren, to Harper, to Shoemaker, to... Six mile to seven mile and all in between. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. You know how I got down over there, man. <laughs> man. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, man. Southeastern. Shout out to, shout out to Southeastern. Oh, uh, yeah, got to show some love. Okay, so, okay, so tell me what life was like growing up for you. Oh, man. Detroit 80s, Chicago 80s, man. If it wasn't gang banging, it was selling a whole lot of dope, man. Um. And just that vibe, man, you know, the electricity of the 80s, man, you know, uh, you know, I was a boy's boy, man. I I feel like we was the last of the great generation, man, jumping out windows, flipping, busting our head, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, Catwalking the bike with one wheel, you know, four people on one bike, man, you know, it was the life, man, catching bugs and. And, and, and all that good stuff, man. You know, before before the devil came, man. And I'm gonna say, for for, for me to remember, I will say 85, 86 was maybe the, the last great years. Oh man, show you right. Shit show went downhill right. after that. Yeah, the devil came. Crack cocaine, man. We had to go in the house or or or, or be in the streets on, on another level. You know what I'm talking about? So I agree, man. And we ain't been the same since. You know. Oh my God! Yeah, it's been horrible since. All right, so so you you out there doing your thing, you get caught. When's the first time you get caught and go to prison? Oh, uh, juvenile. Well, it was a whole bunch of cases. Be I feel like they bait you up before prison, you know. Um, so for me, it was all either guns or assault with guns, but juvenile man. And then you know about three, four, five slaps on the wrist. You think you beating the system and they just baiting you up to slam you on your motherfucking head. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, one thing I'll be telling these kids is stop thinking you getting over because you might have looked like you got off. You know, it's it's the long term game, you know, for these for these for these people. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So juvenile, man. Um, and, you know, I finally caught the big one at 18 that sent me away for 15 years. You know what I mean? At 18, nigga? At 18, brother. Yes, indeed. But but that's how they want it. The okay, but, but let, me ask you, let, me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Did, did, did you deserve it? Yes. Absolutely. Earned it. Earned it with all my trigger finger might. <laughs> 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 you know, nowadays, 
you know, and I work in this demographic with youth and the system and, you know, trying to find diversion and opportunity for them. And what I tell them is it wasn't none of that in my time, man. You know, so like it was bad. They just came and got you. They wasn't trying to talk about no GD, no nothing. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I I, I definitely earned it, man. And, and I think prison was a grace. You know, I think if it wasn't prison, you know, the way I was planning, it, it couldn't be nothing but the grave. You know what I mean? Yo, I got an uncle. I'm 52 now. I remember going to see him at J- in Jackson at five years old. Mm. That nigga still locked up. Mm. See what I mean? Traps, bro. What was it like the first time at 18 setting foot in the joint and realizing I got another decade and a half to go? Scared as a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Horrified. You know what I mean? Um, Terrified, horrified, all that stuff, man. Um, Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, and then, so let me, you know, so when I first went to prison, I kind of looked like, you know, I went to a joint called MTU. It was like college dormish, you know. So I feel like I didn't go to real prison until I went to Jackson, which mm-hmm. was like maybe four years in, maybe my fourth or fifth prison. But, you know, just like I remember we was on the, on the bus on our way there or whatnot, and it was a beautiful sunny day. And, um, you know, we rode around the back of the wall where you go in like the little cubby or whatever into the prison. It was like it just got dark, fucking water falling like it was raining just in there. Like it had its own climate type shit, you know, in the whole bus. You know, it went from everybody laughing and rapping and jumping up and down to dead fucking quiet. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like shit, you know. Um, But that was real prison, man, you know. They could shoot you from anywhere. Guards walking on the roof with the rifle. Fucking, you know, it was just like, whoa, what the fuck have I done? You know what I mean? Yo, did you cry? Hell yeah. But I'm, I'm a crybaby any motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 been, I was shit in the county crying and fighting at the same damn time, you know? Um, I, absolutely, man. You know what I mean? Any, I, I feel like anybody that don't feel even like you could be what you want when the yard, you know, open the lights on, but they close that door, man. If you, if you didn't feel that shit in the most intense type of way, you must be stoned or some shit. You know what I mean? But, but hell to the air, especially don't play no, you know, them songs that remind you of, uh, you know, this Christmas, you know, that shit. Oh, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you get there, you get adjusted, you realize, because I, I, I watched the interview uh, of you on the Kid L podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shout out to that cat. Um, but at some point you realize, okay, this this is, I, I'm good. I, I'll be able to not, not only survive, but I'll be able to thrive in this environment. Absolutely. You At know, what point do you get there? At least, again, four four years in, man. Um, it was a hard adjustment, man. It was a hard adjustment. Um, I, I got a, a statement that I call, you got to come on in. Meaning, mm-hmm. I had to forget about what she was doing, what he was doing, what they was doing. And that was hard, man. But I had to realize, you know, it's me now. You know what I mean? Um, I had to come on in and let the world go, man, which is really a survival thing, a survival or defense mechanism. But it's also an adverseness. It's the first stage to institutionalization. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. But but it's necessary for survival's sake, man. You know what I mean? Do me a favor. Define gangster for me. Oh, we. Gangster man. So first of all, he may have been born with the propensities to be gangster, but society makes for the proper environment that gangster can fully manifest. Poverty, 
dysfunction. So the gangster becomes this hardened character that learns how to maneuver and play the game of life irrespective of the environment that he's in. So he's a he's a survivor, he's a manipulator, he's he maneuvers, he he understands tactics, he um and, and he's strong, man, and, and he and he, he stand on business, you know. If in a in a higher, more formal sense, he would be a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um he loves children, you know. Um my my daughter just bought me flowers, you know. I like flowers, you know, gangsters like life and poetry. If you remember Bumpy Johnson movie, uh, Hoodlum, uh, Lawrence Fishburne and um, Vanessa Williams, she like, you know, you like poetry in the next minute you can kill in the blink of an eye. You know what I mean? So, you know, he's just this diverse, profoundly misunderstood, but necessary person in our community. Okay. Well, when you say that, it's almost like you're glamorizing it and it, it it gets pushed to the forefront the, the the positive aspects and we tend to ignore the destruction to our community too fair fair point absolutely Every, everything has a twofold measure or it wouldn't exist right mm-hmm. the force in and of itself has the light side and the dark side and and oftentimes the gangster begins in the dark side type of element or mind frame and that's just because, you know, it, it takes time to evolve into that higher thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you got to think about the options that we have, you know. Um, I was able to get a crack sack far before I was able to enroll somewhere that taught me rocket science, you know what I'm talking about? Um, but is that true, though? Well, for me, you know, um, inner city, ghetto, but they make it that way. You know, we didn't do it that way. Cause I come, I come from the same Detroit, bro, and I was able, I was able to go to Cash Tech. You know, I didn't like it. I, I ended up going to the Ford because I just didn't like it. But I had opportunities that I just turned down. Well, yeah, well, you know, and and, and that's a that's a, that's a groove to a different tune, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so for me, the family. For example, Chicago family gang was religion and Detroit family get money was religion. So, you know, the people that you see around you and you look up to, like like I say, I wanted to be a gangster before I ever would have thought of being the preacher or or the police because the gangster was bringing us pizza when we was hungry at night. You know, the gangster was pilling this drunk, drunk ass nigga up off my mama when I ain't had the strength to do it. So I, I was, you know, awed and, and, and moved by the gangster way, way young, brother. You know what I mean? So, you know, mm. that part, you know, um, yeah, you know, of, of course, it's always a choice. It's always, you know, different opportunity. But I think your mind got to be acclimated to even see choice. I feel you know you. Yeah. 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 And, and, and you know what I say? I think sometimes uh, people of privilege even black folks, the pushback is, well, I was able to do such such and such. But I also have family on the other side of that fence. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and, and you know, to those people, I say all praises do. Yeah. You know. But but one thing you need to know, I've known guys who came from, from stellar home, mother, father, working class, and they turned to gangstism. So, so even still, you never know how the cookie gonna crumble. You know what I mean? Yeah, you are who you are from birth. Yeah. All right. Um. So you in prison? You're doing your thing. You real. You know. You're moving up the ranks. At what point do you realize that Allah is calling you? I kind of always knew it. I just didn't know how to walk into it. Um. I always felt the hand of God, like even, you know, in the streets, I got shot in the chest, bro. And the bullet stopped a half inch from my heart, bro. So I kind of always felt that presence, you know, very spiritual from, from a child, you know, um, was, was, you know, in tune with different religions, one side of the family, Hebrew Israelites, grandmother, Jehovah's witness, um, knew all the books of the Bible when I was six, you know, so I always felt that, but, um, Mm -hmm. It was more so, see, see, your calling is your calling, brother. All the 
charisma and the you know the articulation and people skills I had in the gang I had on a higher level it was just you know what you're doing it for type scenario you know like you just said we are who we are man it's just how we express it is it gonna be to the higher or to the lower you know what I mean but um I joined the Nation of Islam about four years in and um wow one of the most profound ideas came to me in the form of a book called message a message to the black man right by the most honorable elijah muhammad and in a nutshell it basically said that that we are gods oh i fought with that man i fought with that i wrestled with that i pushed back I've never been called nothing but a nigga. It ain't been nothing but I, niggas. I still, I still had that battle, bro. Well, it's it's a it's a simple fight for me now. Um, it's it's so even like you know. So if you don't mind me asking, what is your you know your your spiritual persuasion? I don't. I, I don't have. I know there's a God. I know there's a higher calling, but that's where it stops. Every time I have been in, especially in church. I have sat there and in my mind I have I have debated whoever the pastor was. And I was telling I was telling Troy this the other day, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, student minister Troy Muhammad. Mm-hmm. And he came down here uh I don't know, earlier the earlier last month and and spoke at the mosque here. So when he comes down here, I go check him out. I said, You that, that's the only time I can remember hearing somebody in a religious capacity and not questioning everything that they were saying. It may, it, you know, we make it reality plain. We take the spookism away, right? Yeah. So so if that if that higher power you're talking about is just this omnipotent force that permeates the universe, right? Mm-hmm. So we have things like antennas and wiring, where if I plug in this fan and I extract that power that permeates through the universe, then it turns on, right? Mm-hmm. It, it has what we call power, right? It's empowered, right? right. So when, when, when God made man according to the Genesis, he blew his spirit into this lifeless thing, and man became a living thing. So life, brother, is us being plugged into that, source right the death is when that source leaves the body right and you mm-hmm. turn to the dust from whence you came right and then the book goes on to say to man from god have rule and dominion right so on earth it's nothing that was given the authority over man man was given the authority over everything so when we say that we gods we're not saying that we are that force that permeates the universe but we are saying that we are alive because of a modicum of that force working through our vessel right Mm -hmm. so it's not as hard to understand as as it may sound you know um but but duly note just as we can express god force we can absolutely express demonic force Mm. okay so we're still in prison you found a nation. You realize that your leadership skills have, have have translated with the nation, right? At what point do you say, okay, I I I need to start preparing for 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 leaving prison? Well, I, I hate to say it, but it definitely got away from me. Um, I remember one of the big homies was like, you know, you got to come in and control the yard or it's going to control you. And I remember saying, man, I don't even care about no yard, you know, yada, yada, yada. I want to be away from here. And I looked up one day and I was right there, you know, in that space that he was talking about. But I had ended up doing three years in um, Barriga Max for too much influence. And, um, I had a bad breakdown in there, you know, um, and when I got up, I kind of was like better and stronger. I, I was like the dude that I used to think I was, you know, like like I made it, like I crossed over, right? Mm-hmm. But but that's when I kind of was like, you know what? I, I didn't outgrown this. Like, what else can I do here, you know? Um, mm. 
and, and start maneuvering all the way from level five to camp level one, man, and out the door, man. You know what I mean? Like, people couldn't believe when I was writing my guys, like, man, I'm in camp. They like, but, you know, but, but, yeah, I, I had to realize that, that, you know. So one thing that the most honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan, teaches us or taught us was that no matter how much time you have, you can get to a point where your mind expands to the point where prison can't no longer hold you. Mm. And um, I believe that. I've I seen in a lot of my brothers. You know, I got several brothers out here doing stellar work that were condemned to die in a cell. So, you know, I bear witness to that truth, man. You know, so, you know, I, I, I outgrew prison, man, period. You know, it, it couldn't hold me no more. I'm just curious, and I've been to several nation functions. Um, what is it about the nation and the message that opens the minds and the hearts and the souls of brothers locked down. So sister minister Ava Muhammad rest in heaven. She said that Islam feeds the warlike propensities in the black man. Mm. Right. So I'm angry and I don't know why I don't even know how to be angry. Right. Um, so let alone how to fight or express anger, right? You know, and here's this thing that comes and makes it all make sense, right? And and and, and gives it a proper, you know, uh, expression or vent, right, or vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then again, that knowledge of self piece, and then it just invokes a fearlessness, man. You know, we were the most fearless, always few in numbers, but the strongest force on the yard you know so you know you have to ask again why 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 what is it in this indoctrination that propels us not only mentally and morally but physically right you know we said that a well-trained foi can take 10 men and in the level of training that i went on which what we would call a supreme level we say that we could take 20 men and we stood on that business and we made it true more times than I can count. Yo, I'm a, and I'm gonna be honest. I ain't never seen nobody like with the shits, and I've seen a lot of people with the shits. But yeah. when when the nation come with the shits, they ain't with the shits no more. It's, it's rough, man. <laughs> so, so, so even before I joined, I used to watch how they moved, and just was like all awestruck, you know, like whoa, you know, you know, like I don't know if you've ever seen the minister himself, but you could be up in the nosebleed and you're gonna feel the energy when this dude hit the room, you know? Um, and I don't care what, I know guys who, you know, didn't test, didn't made that testimony and they bona fide Christians. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, when you got it, you got it, brother. You know what I'm talking about? But it's, it's something about, so first of all, I was already a warrior, but again, I didn't know how to be a warrior. So when you when you take that warrior spirit and you put it in a spiritual moral, my people need me context. Now you're dealing with God's strength. You go from human strength to God's strength, brother. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I, I have to agree with you in that regard. Now, I will say I went to uh, uh, Savior's Day in 2020. And I'm again, I'm not a religious person. But man, the power I felt, it just, it just doesn't like it. You got to go to Savior's Day to understand what I'm talking about. Yes, indeed. Um, and and if, if you haven't gotten your tickets, I'm just, you know, just putting it out there. Uh, Savior's Day is this February in Detroit, uh, 23rd to the 25th. Yes. yes, indeed. I will be there. Just throwing I'll it out be there. there. I'll see yeah. you. Yeah, I, I, I had my tickets when they came off the press. Yo, bro, like, hey, soon as soon as they was available, let me get a couple of tickets, and 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 you know because uh, because Troy is my guy, mine as well. You know, so of course, you know, like like it, it, we got we got some good tickets. So, <laughs> all right, so so you join the nation, you you change your trajectory, you get out. Do you get, and you've been out for what about 14, 15 years? Yes, sir. 
is it is it roses and 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 sunshine when you get out or is it okay i'm back to square one definitely not square one um definitely roses irrespective of the thorns right Mm. um you know i didn't come home to piss and moan about what i didn't have or what i missed so i came straight to it man um I was fortunate to have a, a, an extensive support system. Um, you know, I got a large family. You know, it's like we didn't miss a beat. You know, um, so you know, I came home with nothing, man. Like not even a pair of pants. You know, uh, state state Browns. You know what I mean? But I didn't fret about that stuff. You know, you know, there's a scripture that say you don't see the ants worrying about a place to. To nest or the birds worrying about a nest or if it's gonna be some worms they just wake up and follow the nature you know what mm-hmm. i mean so you know i hit the ground running bro and how do you prevent going back to the old habits so for me i still don't know i, I just took a cop to a gun case <laughs> um i don't know brother um I know post-traumatic stress is real. I know, you know, that that shell shocked from just being battle and war hardened. I know that that's real. So when you say old habits, you know, um, I don't know, man. Well, I guess I do. You got to replace the things you was doing with productive activity, right? But the Mm. devil still finds his way, bro. I would just say that. Okay. Um. What's the power of silence? Woo! Power of silence. So, again, I just, you know, again, from my religious perspective, when I ask my babies, where is God? I've taught them since they were born to point to their head and their heart. So, if the house of God is man, and mind is that space where God interacts with the physical, and, and, and we have what we call this higher self and this higher conscious that when we're about to do something to listen, it's like a warning, right? We call it the self-accusing spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So that God that's speaking to us, right? A lot of times when our diet in this bowl, so quiet means a lot of things, but when our diet in this bowl, we taking in all sorts of toxins and, and we loud and the music blasting and people screaming and hollering, you can never get to the quietude wherein you can hear that inner quiet, still voice. Hence the reason the prophets go into the mountains, right? Or they go into the wilderness all the time when you read the book. It's or, or a cave or somewhere quiet, right? Away from the madness of the world that they may hear that that higher voice. So so silence, man, is, is a very provocative thing. It, 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 it instills discipline. Um, and if you're not talking, man, you can't be doing nothing but thinking, you know. So, so you know, we don't believe in too much lip service. We like to, we like to stomp down hard. You know what I mean? So, from my experience, brothers in the nation read not only the the, the Quran, but they read the Bible too. We read everything. We believe in all of the scriptures that the messengers of Allah brought to the people, right? So mm-hmm. it's nothing that's relative to the thought of man that I don't want to know. I don't want to ever be in a conversation where you speaking over my head, right? So if you, if I'm reading a book and it's a word, I'm not familiar with it, that'll be the last time. If I'm having a conversation and you saying something that I totally have no knowledge of, that'll be the last time, right? So we absorb everything, brother, and we take what's relative and we discard the rest. Oh, shit, that's me every day, man. People always talk over my head. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing wrong with that. But the problem would be, again, if they talk over your head and you don't say, hold on, let me get familiar. You don't have to be a a scientist with it, but at least let me get familiar. So if this subject matter ever comes up again, then I at least will be present. You know, so, you know, it's a lot that we ignorant to. You know what I mean? Okay, totally, totally unrelated. I, I I saw you talking about White Boy Rick. Yeah. 
Let me ask you this: If that nigga was black, he would beat me up, man. If he was black, what would his narrative be? Shit, the same. You think so? Oh yeah, but even stronger. Yeah, the same. Let me call. Come on, brother. You gonna tell me they wouldn't be calling him all types of snitches and throwing him to the wolves? Well, a lot of people still are. You know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, my perspective on white boy Rick got a lot of pushback for that reason. And and I don't care if he was a snitch or not. I ain't doing shit for him to snitch on me. You know, you 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 have to understand with that snitch piece, man. Mm-hmm. You know, on the yard, bro, you would you would be amazed how many people had that on their jacket but got a pass due to either ignorance when they told. See, it's levels of telling, man. Okay. You know, I know dudes who was just bona fide tricked as fuck, got duped as hell, fell for the banana in the tailpipe, wrote the affidavit, got to do it out, and made good for their name, right? So, you know, so it's, it's levels to this thing, man. I don't care if he was black, white, or Chinese. From my perspective and just, you know, what I know of the story, he was a young kid, manipulated as fuck. And, and 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 they made it sweet for him, and, and and he like most of us paid the price at the end, you know. But 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 what's bigger than all of that is when he returned home, you know. I think uh, him and Ice Revezo was just at the juvenile detention center, feeding the kids and watching Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you know, it ain't you, we gonna fuck up in the course of a life, my guy. What, what do you do to atone? What do you do? To make sure you don't leave this motherfucker with that blemish on you. So I don't, even guys that got a good name, I don't really give a fuck about that. You know, what are you doing now? Like, you want to be an OG, a big homie? Well, what the fuck? That don't just mean you an old motherfucker. That 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 come with what, what you doing, how you earn that title. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 you know, I, I just look at shit different. I'm not emotionally attached, mm-hmm. you know, so I can be reasonable. You know what I'm talking about? Um, you know, we all misstep, man. What what a motherfucker doing to undo what he did, man. And in full disclosure, we love to interview that brother. I have tried. Um But I, that that's always something that that, that kind of sat with me that I, I just kinda needed an answer to. Man. Um The Gladiator School. Talk to me about that. The alumni. <laughs> Woo! So the Gladiator School the Gladiator School was a prison called Michigan Reformatory, uh, MR or Castle Grace or, or the Hill, right? And it was just the most notorious yard I've personally ever been on. Um, and it, it was just rough, man. It was it was rough, bro. It was it was it was steel and stone, man. It was it was. All, re- all conflict got resolved with the blade, brother. You mm. rarely saw a fist fight. Um, but it's where guys like myself, guys like Brother Troy, so many of us is where we grew up, man. It's where we became men. It's where we, you know, became, you know, our best selves, man. So, you know, God works in mysterious ways, man. You know, so... You know, when we when we all came home, we, we we created the Gladiator School alumni. That's you know, we do the concerts, the Rock Kim, the Freeway, the Big Daddy Kane. You know, they go into the juvenile detention center. You know, we go up to the nursing home, Mother's Day. We went up to the nursing home, twenty deep, took flowers, loved on the, on the elders, and, and just you know, again about coming from the most terrible place to do some beautiful work. Yo, that's, and I got the, I, I had the privilege of being at the Rakim show and the, the Freeway show. Um, yo, that's just fucking dope. Dope, bro. I, I, I don't dope. know how to put it no other way. And yo, the, 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 uh, the, the Rakim show, man, just for me, yo, man. And, and you know, in a, in a way that it's not a concert, but it's a social gathering where you can exactly. mix it with the artist. You know, he was asking questions, people like, man, you know, and it was just, you, we was able to go back. I got my album signed, man. You know, I'm Rock Kim 
fanatic, bro, since way back. But, you know, and, and, and it just showed us the power of, you know, what we can do. You know, like, like, like that was just us, the gladiators, anteing up, man, to put that ticket together to make it happen, you know. So, you know, we looking forward to doing some even bigger, better things with that, with that idea. Yo, yeah, the fact that he was answering questions and shit and personalized the concert was what really did it. And you know, the crazy part about it is, man, I, I always, my whole life, man, been an awesome Dre fan. I'm, oh, sitting, me too, man. I'm sitting next to this nigga for a whole fucking hour and didn't know that was that nigga. Uh, you can't see it, but I got his first album. Oh, yeah, it's up there in the corner. Signed man. autograph. Oh, my God. I, got, I, I felt I so fucking stupid. I got a song with him. Listen, I told him, I say, man, I don't think you know who you are, man. You know, and he laughed, but um, that's my big brother, man. Uh, that's my guy, man. So, yeah, man. You know, then we did, you know, we got the song with Awesome Dre, the uh, Adidas Dogs, My Adidas. We opened up with Too Short at the CVA, Heart Plaza, 15,000 people, man. Oh, man, I thought I was dreaming, brother, you know. Um, Yo, when was this? CVA, the Adidas versus Converse. Um, yes, what was this, a couple years ago? Yeah, 20... Oh, fucking kill 21, 20... What? Oh, Not yeah. the last one, but the one before the last one. He fucking killing me right now. Oh, bro. Oh, so you know, it's always been so my dream stage. I've been rapping since I was like eight. My dream stage was always that Bell Isle bandstand, right? Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I remember I remember being little, jumping up there, acting like just people or whatnot, you know. But to be on that stage at Hart Plaza, see a beautiful people with the renaissance the detroit river man yo yeah yo i remember the cheddar boys i seen the cheddar boys down there yeah and nigga like that i i like my moms used to tell me about uh uh when she was when she was you know in her heyday going down there and she would see george clinton and them doing doing their thing Uh, oh goodness and for me, it was the Cheddar Boys seeing them. Yeah, you know, yeah. outside of the jazz festival or other yeah. shit. But man, when I seen them do, oh boy, man! So you know that stuff came out. I was on the yard, man. I um, oh man, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was elated, but I was sick at the oh, same. Oh man, you had to be sick as fuck, bro. Yeah, like. Geez, <laughs> You know what I mean? But, but you know, just putting on them headphones, you know, that shit took me right back to Chet Ave. You know, I'm from Chalmers, you know. Um, that shit took me right back, bro, you know. Um, and then they're my homeboys, man. So, you know, big ups to what they did for the city, man. They, they put the city on in a major way with that shit, man. Yo, you actually probably, like my, my cousin Demetrius, you know, like that, that was his, you know, Chalmers for... My auntie stayed over there like forty years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know, off off air, we we had to chop it up, see if we know yes, some people. Yes. Oh, know, I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah. I'm absolutely certain of it because yeah, I know sure. some. I know some shit that went down over there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Joe, um, when you when you look back, man, what is what is the most satisfying part about life for you just for, thus far? The most satisfying. This this one gonna make you think I'm a little touched in the head. <laughs> the most satisfying parts of life is the pain and suffering, man. The pain and suffering. You know, it. I, I, I just turned forty eight, and I just had to realize. I told myself, I say, man, you're a hell of a guy, man. You know, and it took me all this time to have this conversation with myself, right? I understand that completely. Right, yeah, you know, so people, you know, my little cousins, man, you the realest guy know, you know, the way the brothers took care of me on the yard, how always, you know, finally I had to say, you a hell of a guy. But but then, I'm, I'm a white person. What makes you a hell of a guy? And it's the pain and the suffering, brother, and, and the fact that God deigned to see me through it you know 
So I would, you know, my first book is The Passion of the Life. I wouldn't even have a passion of the life if it wasn't for the pain and the suffering of the life, you know. So I wouldn't change it. I would change, you know, my mother's mm. suffering and pain from my actions. But for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change one bit of it, brother. You know, how I hurt the community, sure. You know, but but for self, you got to go through some things to get to where you're supposed to be, man. There's actually a pride in the pain. Oh my goodness, man! The the you know to say that you know I did that. You know what I mean? I've been yes. there. I've done that. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and you don't get there till you about forty. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, you know for the, for the young cats out there. When you hit about, about 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 40 years old, maybe a couple of years older, you start to realize that the shit you went through is is why you at where you at. Come on, man. And then and then you see a whole bunch of guys don't make it. Oh my you know, god. It, it almost reminds you of those a billion sperm cells, right? And they didn't right. get they didn't fertilize the only egg. one man you know what i'm man. talking about yeah, oh man. my god yeah. then you realize how much of a fucking warrior you are come on man and, and then that's why i say you got to at some point tip your hat to yourself not in arrogance but in all humility you know what i mean um you know it's crazy bro yeah. i was talking to my youngest daughter today and 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 i was telling her Cause she was like, she don't feel like she where she need to be. How old is she? She's 30. Well, she'll be 30 this year. Okay. And she like, she don't feel like she need to be where she, I'm like, dude, you way beyond where, where, where your mama and me was at. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to be thanking you. And she was like, well, thank you, dad. I said, no, don't thank me. Thank yourself. Cause you yeah. put yourself in this motherfucking position. So you're right. Was we helpful? Yeah, of course we were. You know, we love you and we gave you some guidance. But not, but you put the work in. Yes, Thank sir. yourself. And you know what, man, and that's one thing I miss about my mom's is she was my biggest cheerleader. All praises do. Yes, sir. You know, and I don't give a fuck how old you get. You need somebody that's 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 on the sideline mm-hmm. and cheering whatever it is the fuck you 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 got a passion for. Say it, bro. Oh my God, bro! And a lot of our youth can't even conceive that, and we wonder why they act the way that they act. They can't even conceive what you just said, and that's our fault, though, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we we haven't shared in a better in a, in enough in, in a way that they receive it. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this: So you went from being in the back of the prison car. I mean, I'm sorry, in the back of the police car to having meetings with cops. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the first time you had a meeting with the cops about, you know, trying to change some shit in the neighborhood. Like, how, how did that make you feel? Not even the first time, but sometimes still. <laughs> 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 you know, sometimes, and I'm just being honest with you. You know, I, I have a thorough understanding of the origin of cops. Yeah. Right. Um, however, I'm, I'm what you call a true tactical brained military minded person. And, 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 and one of the things in military strategy we learn about is infiltration. Mm-hmm. Right. An infiltration for guys like me is not necessarily infiltrating in a negative way, but it's getting me at the table where the decisions are made that affect my people, right? So whether that's the table with the mayor, with my local, you know, state representatives, with my neighborhood police, whatever it may be, where there's a decision being made about my people, brother, I need to be there. So irrespective of the discomfort and the fact that I know a lot of police not with the shit, I have to be at the table. Mm -hmm. Now, what makes it easy is when I hear police like Chief White, who is a man that I respect a great deal. Mm -hmm. When I hear the police say, 
we need innovative programs to break the school to prison pipeline. You're like, hold on, that the police said that? Like, again, in my time, you would never hear no fucking police ever, not even in a closed room, say no shit like this. Yeah. Or, or, you know, when, when, you know, it's my people that's getting assaulted. So if you assault somebody on my watch, I'm going to hold you to the full extent of the law. That shit speaks volumes to me, man. Now, now I'm, I'm looking past the badge into a man of principle, right? Mm. Uh, a man who gets the assignment, right? Um, because I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I'd rather have some of my people there with that mentality versus a whole force with the Ku Klux Klan mentality. Definitely you, that. You know? So it's like, it's like during the Panther struggle in the 60s, like we fought for police to be from our community, police to understand our plight. Where are the programs, government, rah, rah, rah. And now that we got this shit, it's kind of like we don't even know how to celebrate the victory because we so entrapped in the trauma. You know what I'm talking about? Um, but yeah, bro, wherever it's a conversation about my children, my youth, I got to be at that table, bro. So that's what it is, man. You know, I'm at the table basically saying, you know, like in the Kid L video, I got a lot of flack because I said it's not a gang problem in Detroit. I understood exactly what you were saying. About but a lot of silly motherfuckers didn't, right? Nick, they, those niggas they, ain't never been to Chicago and understood that them niggas in Chicago, the gangs, dictate the whole philosophy of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Niggas in Detroit may have a gang and they may piss off niggas in the neighborhood, but your grandmother is not wearing a particular coat because these 20-year-old gang niggas told her to. Yeah, well, you know, I grew up in Chicago. I would definitely tell you, you are 1,000% correct. It is a different world. But even outside of that part, when you say problem, you make it okay to indict dudes because they in the group and give them mafia numbers. When you, if, 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 if I can paint the picture that this baby or this boy who is literally traumatized and psychologically fucked up. If I could say that he's a problem and or a menace to society, when I give him double life for the death penalty, the, the, the public don't applaud as yeah. opposed to outcry, right? Yeah. So when you allow people to control the narrative, bro, and say that our children are problems, you're subjecting them to anything, right? But, but you know, I, I, I learn, I'm learning to not respond to the the board, the naysayers, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, we 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 fighting hard every day to get to the point where we don't have a gang problem. Do we have a gang issue? Absolutely. Is is gangism present? Absolutely. It's been since I came from Chicago in '89 and put the first structure set down in the 48205, and it, and it, it's grown since then. So absolutely. But but problem? Nah, you got an unemployment problem. You got an ill, fucked up education system problem. You got a fucking ain't no men in the house problem. You got, you got, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. You got, yeah. So you know that part, bro. And and, and just you know, I, I'm an old again, old fat nigga in my basement. I live in Cleveland now, but it's just disheartening to see niggas wearing colors in Detroit when that ain't never been our thing. Let me tell you a secret, bro. If I didn't have Chicago roots. I wouldn't be none of that shit, brother. It would be, I would probably be pushing the new brand of Earl Flynn or some shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'll be on some motherfucking <laughs> seven mile Flynn's in this bitch. You know? Man. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I tried to indoctrinate people with the Chicago gangism several times in the 80s. They wasn't buying. You know, Detroit niggas was not buying that shit there. Niggas was like, where the bag at, my nigga? What the fuck? Exactly. All this shit, nigga, don't add up to no motherfucking money in my hand, you know? But but when the music start changing and the boys in the hood and the fucking uh, minister society and all this shit, motherfuckers was ready for the, for the prim, man. You know what I mean? We got our own sound now. Is it helpful? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I kind of feel like we always did, you know what I mean? When 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 I listen to my flow, 
I hear influence from motherfuckers like Ishan, you know, um, who to me had a distinct sound way back in the 90s. Wasn't nothing most, like it. You know most I mean? underrated nigga in the history of Detroit. Oh, man, one of the most savage, cold, raw bloodedest motherfuckers you ever want to hear, man. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so, you know, we've been had it, man. It's just like, we are, it's like we really coming back into that pride where, where we, you know, we used to feel like we didn't need no fucking help, man. Man. You know, you know, and then somewhere, you know, like, I remember, bro, like, you older than me, so I know you remember, like, we used to have a, the Latin quarters and the grand quarters. Nigga, and, the Latin and, quarters was, you know, matter of fact, we had our high school uh, uh, graduation party there. You see, and, 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 but but I remember when like DJ Quick and he like motherfuckers used to get guys a hard time coming to the town, man. Like 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 house artists come, you know. I'm walking through the D, like that shit just wasn't heard of, bro. No, you know, no. so so my big homie, you know, when when my big homie Trick, you know, salute to the big homie. When when Trick put that Trick Trick put that no fly zone down, a lot of motherfuckers didn't understand. He was really just returning. To the roots of the way we used to push the program, you know. And, 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 and I don't want to cut you off with that. What point do Detroit these young niggas get this nigga the credit he deserves for changing the everything about hip hop in Detroit because of that shit? You know, maybe they will, maybe they won't, man. But 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 a motherfucker like me, I get it, I got it. You know, that's my brother. You know, we we a phone call away when I call him, he come. You know, and vice versa, bro. You know, like like that pride, bro. Like if you gonna come in this bitch, sell us a million dollars worth of tickets, at least put somebody on your show, motherfucker. At least, at least you know what I mean? Like, goddamn, it's like the common courtesy. It, it don't mean you're afraid. It don't mean you're a fucking uh, a sucker. You know, it's just a common courtesy, bro. So, you know, for people not to get that, man, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, bro. Which is crazy, because if you're coming into the city and you're trying to move some work, you're going to give me a discount. Hmm. Look at that. And then, watch this. Everywhere I go, I tap in. Whoa. I tap in, right? I tap meaning, like, not in a sense that, again, about no fear or nothing, just a common courtesy. Then... I want to know what's hiding where I should not be. Then I want to link up and have a drink. Then, Man. like, there's so many reasons why the tap in just makes all the sense in the world, bro. It just eases the comfortability of the situation. Just makes all. Either I'm from Chicago. Before days before I go, I hit a hundred phone numbers. I'll be in the town. Yeah, you know, I got family deep in Chicago, like a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I already know the drill, bro. Yo, yeah. the liquor. Uchi Khan. Yeah, the talk- shoes, man. The boots. Where did the name come from? Uchi Khan is heroin, man. Look at the Uchi Khan boots, man. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you had boots. Yep, I did the boots, man. Uh, but Uchi Khan was a heroin blow. Young Boys Incorporated uh, uh, had on the flow back in the day. Straight say it was the strongest blow. And you know, uh old YBI dude named G in Jackson, you know, hooked that name on me. He heard me flowing like that's that heron, you know what I mean? And uh I ran with that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But the liquor, the wine, the boots, working on some apparel, um, the books, the music, just 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 a whole brand, man. I could see that shit on jeans, fur coats, fucking just you know, and then you know the sad part about it. You know my boots, for example, they two fifty nine, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't pay more for less, right? Yeah, yeah. I took them all to the stores, let my guys squeeze them, pull them, smell it. They like this is a well put together shoe. And when I tell my people two fifty nine, they falling on on the floor and kicking like a baby. But you got on a homosexual European design. That costed a thousand dollars, right? So you know, it's just it's just some disheartening things about us that you ain't charging enough, bro. Yeah, well, that's that's not now. So my liquor, my liquor, the whiskey, the Uchi kind of comes in the nice box wrap. 
So, you know, I'll be asking for like, again, I didn't pay 200 for the Don Julio. So when I throw my prices, one guy was like, you know, how much? And I'm like, man, this much. But he was like, man, that's not enough. You know, and I'm like, wow. You know what? He like, he like, if a motherfucker go bad, they gonna bad. If they ain't, right. they ain't. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So they gotta so, feel like that shit is some shit that white people gonna buy. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, man. but I need some of that liquor, bro. I got you. So what? What you gonna do is uh, DM me an address, and I'm gonna make sure you get the new book. So me, I'm gonna get your whole care package together. Don't no, nigga, I'm gonna be there at the twenty third. Okay, well, we definitely gonna link it in. I'm yeah. downtown all weekend. Yeah, I will be there the whole weekend. I took yes, four sir. days off, you know. Uh, and you know, like, 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 minister, student minister Troy is like that. That is my guy, man. Um, yeah. like, like, he fuck the mayor, like, like, like yeah. student minister Troy is the mayor for me. Yeah, show you right, you know. So, yeah, I will be there hip hop night. I'll be there. You know, Saturday, I'll be there, you know, Sunday, because I absolutely want to hear what Farrakhan got to say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll be in the building, man. If it ain't no front row, whatever the first row start, the front row, that's where I'm going to be. But I'm, as soon as we get off of here, I'm going to text you my, I'm going to uh, inbox you my math so you can hit me up. Absolutely. 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 Yo, and speaking of that, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, how they go about doing that? Uchi Khan, everything, man. U-C-C-I-K-H-A-N. People stay spelling my name wrong. Um, and we got our hand in everything, man. We got a new movie, Blue Ice, coming out. Um, Tubi, you know, we be doing the Tubi movies. Blue Ice, the next project. Jacoti Film, shout out to the cast. Um, we've been doing this Save the Future school tour. With, with, with gang members who've been warring and shooting and killing each other for years. They came together. We going to these schools, talking to these babies. You know, 11-year-old boy was killed, man. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, that gangism piece was, was hovering over the scenario. So, you know, men decided to step up and stand on man business and come together like the army of God, bro, to fight this thing, man. So, for me, it was all prophecy in my book. My new book, Gangsta, I talk about the army of God coming from that street element. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so shout out to them 42 guys, them four tools, them guys pushing that 55 measure. Um, you know, um, and, and again, you know, uh, Detroit friends and family cease fire, everybody that's making it happen, man. You know what I mean? So that's the business. Yo, this has been a fucking dope ass conversation, bro. All praise is due, brother. Yeah, I have th- thoroughly enjoyed, and and I I actually you know like I I got a chance to meet you like I said, and I kind of knew, but yo, this is definitely it, it, yeah we got to do this again, bro. I love it, brother. I love it. Let me know how I could support. You know, it was one time when you would have thought about this, man. It it would have been a, it would have made for a good hanging. We couldn't even think about reading the book, brother. Let alone what you mean a podcast yeah. that can touch the world, Niggas Oh my goodness. You know, Yo. so so use these wings you got, brother, and fly, brother. I've been trying, man. I try to do a healthy mix of uh, shit that makes my soul feel good and shit that's good for business. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, This indeed. is definitely yes. one of those make my soul feel good interviews. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, I, 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 and I tell this to everybody, man. If there's anything I can possibly do for you, bro, all you got to do is let me know. And, and right, you, right. you already family, bro. You are, you already. I already know the network. Yes, sir. Likewise, bro. Yeah, likewise. absolutely. Um, and like I said, I'm gonna hit you up with my math, man. If you need anything, bro, I got you. Just let me know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to thank you a gazillion times, bro. You have a good night, man, and peace to you and your family. And yo, the background is fucking ridiculous, bro. I love that shit. All praises too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Don't forget, man. I need that liquor too, bro. I got you, bro. Word All is right. Bro. All right, no doubt. I'll holler at you, bro. Peace. Yo, 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 man. Absolutely, man. I I really love just a really dope conversation with dope people, man. What you do gets you on the show, but it's your story that makes you stand out. Y'all already know that, man. Yo, man, Uchikan, a.k.a. Philip Sample, or is it Philip Sample, a.k.a. Uchikan, however you want to say it, man. Just a really, really, really down-to-earth brother um, that, that has been through it, 
and is not afraid to tell you how to get through it. Man, I definitely, absolutely appreciate the love, the energy, and the wisdom. Um, I'll be back. Actually, uh, why did I put Friday for this? I'll be back Monday. Uh, we got Nick Lavelle coming on Monday. Um, he was supposed to come on, I don't know, last week or the week before, whatever. The, you know, shit happens. Anyway, uh, next Thursday, we got Smart Guy coming on. And we got family, Rico and Robert O'Quinn. You know, I've been knowing Robert for Jesus Christ. I don't know how long, man. Um, So absolutely looking forward to that one. Y'all make sure y'all tap in, man. This is Job. This has been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. If you have not done so, please like, subscribe, and share the channel. Man, the resume is unlike anybody else's you've heard. I'm out. Y'all have a good one.